You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. No, no there, there's not. Mm-mm. That's why he traded Cam Talbot. Although he, he, he was, I don't know if it was ego or, or what, when, when Cam Talbot's agent came out a few days ago and said, oh, Billy's got a lot to think about, and Billy kind of clapped back through Mike Russo and said, I don't have bleep to think about. He's on our team. He's under contract. He's on our team. And then right. you know, Billy had a couple yeah. couple glasses of beer and said, yeah, actually, let's just get rid of it. Who told you? Who told you he was not going to stick around? I told you right away. Karen was going to tolerate that. That was so. All right. So I'd like to sort through some of the responses I have received. Let's take a moment real quick yeah. to congratulate yeah, yeah, Judd, yeah, yeah, by yeah, the yeah, way. Yeah. I, told you, yeah, I told you he wasn't going to tolerate that crowd. You don't buy out Suter and Parisi and then are like, oh, a journeyman goaltender and his wife are upset with me? What What shall I do? Um, but I'd like to sort through the responses I've gotten both uh, via Twitter. I got a Gmail last night about this. Wow. There are some people upset. At the wild, and think Bill Guerin oh. was made to look a fool. Bill Guerin looks like a fool here. He got, you know, he impulsively, mad, angrily traded Cam Talbot, and Flurry doesn't look that great. And and you know, Talbot was fine. And look at how great Talbot was late in the season. All right, and our guy Royce tweeted this morning he, that he was very disappointed in Bill Guerin, not because of the trade, but because he used the term culture in his. <laughs> uh, in his Zoom press conference yesterday. I, do, I just want to sort through this quickly. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're upset about this trade, you don't understand what the Wild is doing. You don't understand where they're going, and I think you've forgotten where they're coming from. Last summer, at the end of basically a purge, a purge, a jettisoning of epic proportions, cleaning out the locker room, Bill Guerin elected to allow the team to immediately, basically, so starting with this season to go into salary cap hell. Now, those cap hits on Prezi and Suter were going to come due at some point regardless. But nonetheless, he expedited the process because his belief correctly was, one, Parisi was sort of cooked. Suter was a pain in the ass, though. Ryan Suter could still play. There was no reason to, there was no playing reason to really make that move. He was a pain in the ass. And what Garen knew was, while it was necessary to clear out a large faction of folks, Zucker, I think, Coyle, who wasn't a bad guy, but he was sort of all, just sort of up and down. But they had all become part of the fabric of this me first. Why am I not? What's, What's going on with my ice time? Why is my agenda not being served? Why are we not having pasta? I wanted pasta. Talk talk to my agent about my playing time. Exactly. Okay, Zach. So he bought out. He bought out what were considered when they were signed here to be two star players. And now you're upset because a pouting, sniveling 
journeyman goaltender in his mid-30s got traded after basically making it clear when, I don't care where you think Marc-Andre Fleury is that career-wise. Marc-Andre Fleury is, A, known as one of the most character players in the league to this day, no question about it, and two, three-time Stanley Cup champion who's going into the Hall of Fame first ballot. And for Cam Talbot, a journeyman, again, let's not act like they just uh, uh, traded away um, um, Shesterkin. Oh, my God, Shesterkin wasn't. Oh, how could you trade him? You traded away a guy that bounces around. And now I know why going into his 10th year, he's played for like five teams. He's a shelf life guy. Um, After his wife took to social media, and by the way, I'm not blaming her, but Kelly Talbot, did something that very few people within families do. So, like, this is not dumping on the the wife. This is dumping on a couple that is willing to basically go public with their concerns that a middle-aged guy, in hockey speak, is not playing a lot. This was Garen's only move. Like, I don't know, what did you people think? That Talbot was really good still? Did you really think that he was going to come back? He played well after they got flurried. Do you know what that is? I, I told it. Dex this on the emergency JHS that that you can find yesterday. That is the biggest red flag of all time. That is the old school wild, which is, well, I wasn't playing well and I really didn't care, but now you've done, now you've gone and gotten flower. So I'm going to show you. That is the very essence of the furious rallies, which is the, I'll show you now. Okay. Well, if you could have shown me now, why didn't you show me that? Yeah. So, I don't know what do you folks think that Cam Talbot, you know, Ken Dryden did not just leave the building. You just basically sent a guy to Ottawa. <laughs> That's your problem, Cam. Um, because he essentially showed his true colors. I think it was the only choice. And if Bill Guerin had bit the bullet and been like, oh, okay, what's the message? The message is then like, oh, okay, he's doing a lot of talking. But his his words aren't matched by his actions. You know, I think all you need to do with Cam is show him, listen, guy, all right, we traded for Marc-Andre Fleury on March 27th of last season. We started having conversations with other teams about available goalies, including the Blackhawks and Marc-Andre Fleury, about two weeks before that, because I'm, just, I'm kind of making this up. But, mm-hmm. you know, a couple weeks before the trade deadline, it was pretty evident that we needed a goalie. And so, uh, Cam, I want you to take a tour here through uh, the 16 games leading up to trade deadline discussions from the middle of December through the middle of March, which is, what's my math there? Uh, that's a four-month stretch where you played 16 games and gave up at least four goals in nine of the 16 games, including... Two six spots back-to-back against Dallas and St. Louis, teams that you're fighting for playoff position against about halfway through the season. And so it's like, yes, he got red hot after that. I definitely understand. Okay, listen, I'm playing really well. I deserve a chance. Okay, that's fine. But the way that he played in the four months leading up to that Marc-Andre Fleury trade set all this in motion. And then I think what he's mad about is, well, Fleury wasn't exactly lighting it up down the stretch, and they just like, blindly went with him in all the playoff games. Why not give me a chance? Well, you, I mean, this was supposed to be your season-long chance. You were supposed to be the goalie in the playoffs, but 
you couldn't hack it between the middle of December and the middle of March. And so, I don't know, I, like, it kind of rubs me the wrong way that now we're going to make it public on social media. What a raw deal we're getting here. It's like, no, I mean, you played your way into the wild having to f- trade for Marc-Andre Fleury. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And Pat didn't like the, the fact that uh, Garen brought up the word culture. But that's what this is. Like, this is not... If you are a good executive, and I think uh, Garrett is, I think Tim Conley is, you want to build a team that can have su- sustained success. And the most important part is, I mean, I don't care if if you want to change the word, that's fine. But the most important thing is your culture. What do you tolerate? What don't you tolerate? Who runs the asylum? Because I'll tell you right now, if players run the asylum, you got problems, right? So so pick your word. I don't care. But for a goaltender of Cam Talbot's age now to basically have his, and you know what, what his agent says, just like with his wife represents him, you know, Billy's got a lot to think about. To publicly say that, I wouldn't tolerate that. Yeah. And the problem was, as Dex can uh, testify to as well, you know, that was the exact thing Chuck Fletcher always tolerated. How many guys, Declan, did we have who were basically saying, how about my playing time, but yeah. what? But here's what we should do. So, like, to me, this trade was imperative. You know, I, I thought during the process of when Flurry was acquired and Cam was saying all the right things in the press conference and it seemed like it was going to be a good marriage and Garen even brought up the fact that when this trade happened, he was in communication with Cam that this was going to move, have to be a move and they were getting rid of Capo Kakinen, so you're subtracting to that room, but also you're adding to that room and obviously a Hall of Fame goaltender in Flurry and Talbot, I thought, handled it really, really well. But then once they went to Flurry for all the playoff games, which didn't surprise me, I mean, it, I, I really don't, revisionist history, I don't go back to that series and think, man, if Cam Talbot would have started game three and four, I think this series goes differently. No, it, it, it wasn't It wasn't the goaltending at all. Did, did Flurry stand in his head and save the Wild? No. But it wasn't on the goaltending. That wasn't the reason why the Wild lost that series of the Blues. It wasn't the biggest chunk of pie, I should say, why the Wild lost that series of the Blues. Um, but for Cam Talbot to then come out and just basically kind of play himself and be like, I'm going to be this bravado guy who was the number one dude before. It's like, dude, you lost your job. Like, you lost the clear. You were the number one guy during the COVID-shortened season, and you played admirably. You played well. But also this year, you were peaks and valleys. You, there were stretches where you were great after Fleury was acquired, and there were stretches where you were allowing four goals a game for almost a month. So I don't really think you have the self-awareness to sit there and say, I deserve mine. I deserve a raise. Like, Cam, you're 35 years old. You're on your fifth team in the last eight years. You, you have, you've carved out a nice career, but have a little awareness that when you re-sign Marc-Andre Fleury, and if you're part of this tandem, great. Like, this is going to be it. It's going to be a almost a 50-50 split if you wanted to be here. And then for you to make a fuss that you wanted to raise and you feel disrespected, well, see you later, buddy. Have fun in Ottawa. Yeah. I think my biggest question now for you guys is, okay, Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be 38 years old. What if he's cooked? You know, what if you it run him be. out there and, and he's just a 38-year-old dude who's a shell of himself? And, you know, he's, he's not the same guy that he was in his prime, you know, when he, when he had, uh, when he was 30 years old with the Penguins. I think this might have been their third Stanley Cup run season. He had 10 shutouts mm-hmm. in the middle of his prime. So, like, he's, he's not that guy anymore. But what if, what if he's cooked? Mm-hmm. What do they do at that position now? Because it would have been nice to have at least the security of, you know, not like Cam Talbot's uh, getting any younger either, but okay, at least if Fleury's cooked, you got Cam Talbot over here. Yep. It's very simple. Um, first of all, the future in goal 
is Jesper Walstead. First round pick in 2021. He is not, I don't think he's going to see a game most likely in the wild net next season, but, but make no mistake. I fully expect him to be playing by 2022, 23, or I'm sorry, 2023. Um, So, he won't be playing this year, but he will next. And the thing about this that I keep saying is if he, if, if Talbot's or if Flurry is cooked, the reality is this, the wild's going to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're, I don't know why I think we're teetering on this. Well, 113 points, they still could be really good. Right. And the answer might be no, just look at the formula, look at the formula, the last season, which was this past season that they had salary cap room, right? They made go for it moves. You're not going to make go for it moves every single year. You do it when, when you see a window of opportunity. Now it fell woefully short and that's very unfortunate. And I agree with Dex. It's certainly the blues series does not come down to, well, a flurry plays well, they win. There were a lot of flaws there and that's unfortunate, but the reality is Phil, the, the answer to your question, the wild's just not good then. Um, I will tell you right now, I mean, I have heard that there is a preparation that that might be the case. And then guess what happens? You get another good draft pick. And the reason why I'm not upset about the, the trajectory of this franchise is I urge everybody, look at the last two drafts and look at what they have now. The, organi- the organizational depth as a whole has never been like this, in my opinion, in the history of the franchise. So if you add high draft picks now um, a year from now in the draft, which would be June of 23, you're going to add more. Like you're going to be in good, good shape. And you're going to have a chance fairly quickly, probably coming out of the cap hell or right before, to really get going. So I think the immediate answer, I, I guess this will turn some fans off, but I don't care. The immediate answer to your question is next season, if Marc-Andre Fleury stinks, if he is washed up, they might not be good. They just might not be. So you're okay with with them maybe missing the playoffs? If if Marc-Andre Fleury is kind of a disaster Absolutely. and they, they have a hard time replacing Fiala's production? and Right, because oh. they've got – because unlike when, when Fletch was um, hemorrhaging draft picks for – Give me that guy. Give me that guy. There was you get a draft pick. And yeah. you get a draft pick. And let's give you a no-move clause. Oh, you're 45? <laughs> I still want to give you a no-move clause. <laughs> Complete. Um, we will not put you in a nursing home unless you approve yep. it. Sign off. Yep. Yes. Sit in this rocking chair and sign a big contract for eight years with a no-move <laughs> clause. But in that case, there was nothing to look forward to. Now, Dex, I would say that there is. But I think that there is a preparation of of in case of emergency pull pull this uh pull this alarm because there might be an there might be a chance that they're just not that good goaltending's everything basically in the NHL and where the wild are constructed right now they're going to be relying on a 38 year old and a 24 year old who is unproven so let's let's also go down the path of Philippe Gustafson who they got uh in, in the Ottawa Senators trade so he's 24 years old um Ottawa's kind of a disaster, so his numbers weren't great last year, but also he's a 24-year-old goaltender. We like to talk about MLB prospects, or even NHL prospects too, like lottery tickets, right? Like, they're going to take a lottery ticket. I look at this trade, I'll make a very similar example. It's like a pull tab. You might get your money back on this pull tab here. You you might get a big payout on this pull tab, but also it's just, it's going to be a little bit of fun to watch a 24-year-old to see if he can honestly hold the reins down if Fleury's a disaster. 
Um, yes, the plan is to get Jesper Walstead the number one job, hopefully a year from now. And he's not ready yet. He's going to start in the AHL. We'll see how long he'll be down there. But to to for the wild side of relying on a 38-year-old goalie and Marc-Andre Fleury, who came down to earth pretty hard after winning the Vesna Trophy, by the way, just a year ago, uh, the season prior with Vegas, I think it's more of a level, I think it's more of a consistent level that he comes up a bit, but is not a Vesna guy again. I, I, I just, looking at his analytics and his numbers, it's just been a roller coaster, and I think it's more going to be trending back upwards, but not at an elite level. Uh, but if he is a disaster, the Wild will be bad. Like, if, if the Wild are going to be flirting with the lottery, I think if their goaltending really shipwrecks them, which it potentially could this season. And I'm going to tell you right now, I feel like Billy and I are sort of on the same page here. Like, I feel like I can kind channel of the same Billy. Guy. Yeah, I feel like I can guy. channel him. No, I'm not going to put up with your crap. You're not going to run my team. You're old. Why are you and your wife complaining? Just shut up and play hockey. So I'm going to tell you right now, the 2023 draft, gentlemen, is extremely good. Mm-hmm. It's extremely intriguing. And I'm going to tell you, that be that, unfortunately, taking a dip down might be well worth it. Um, when we're, I we're s- inching into Judd calling for a full on tank and hoping that Kaprizov well, po- is stuck in Russia for a year, like we're we're inching toward this column on ScoreNorth.com here. The Blackhawks, the Blackhawks got you because like they're they're like a peewee or a squirt team right now. Like they're they are stripping everything that they possibly can. Mm. But with the depth of the first round of this draft. I'm just saying that if you were to get, I don't know, let's say the fourth pick, something like that, wouldn't be the worst thing. Wow. It this wouldn't is it. Be this the is the early thing. seeds. I've go. seen this before. Well, we're if Judd, plant the early okay. seeds of tanking. Evening, Judd. If Flurry, if Flurry struggles, yep. Wilder zero and five to start the season. Just quit. If, just get back. If Flurry struggles, <laughs> it's it's. Evening, Judd, sponsored by our friends at Surly Furious. Why is the Wild continuing to win games? Yeah. That's a good point. Amazing. Uh, we have to get. We're going to get to write that down. Predictions too, and we have to get to Judge Dream dying yesterday in a second. But uh, let's shout out Livia here for not only helping Judd lose forty pounds, but we've had all sorts of listeners that have joined up and sent us pictures from their journey too. We have all sorts of people in the uh, Score North and Mackie and Judd community losing weight. And joining the brigade now is, of course, Dawn, who is down ten pounds in the first three weeks. I'm down forty pounds. Look. This program works, and it's called weight control. So it's not like diet. It's not weight loss. It's not like quick fix, and then guess what? You get done, and you gain the weight back. The best part here, you lose the weight. It's actually very simple. And then you go into a maintenance phase, and the most important thing is you keep the weight off. And with their simple start plan right now, you bait, you get the one-on-one personalized and guided support online or in person, and the Simple Start Plan, only $59. How about that? You start this thing up, $59. What a bargain. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com, inside or outside the state. Check them out, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you are looking to lose some weight, this is the most effective, best way possible, Livia.com. Also, real quick here, our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company have been uh, helping organize fundraising efforts for Big Brothers Big Sisters since 2005 with their Federated Challenge. $44 million raised for uh, this wonderful program that uh, helps children facing adversity 
uh, connect with mentors. They can build these professionally supported one-to-one relationships to help give themselves a brighter future, maybe a better school to go to at some point, better communities, et cetera. So uh, if you want to find out more or maybe be a big yourself, go to federatedchallenge.org. Okay, uh, that was a fun Malkin episode yesterday, but he just goes right back to Pittsburgh. Four years, I'm glad. Coward. What a coward. No, you know what? He's going to, I'm sure, in his career there now, good for him. I tweeted this last night. I got a note that basically said, sorry, Judd, didn't happen. And I tweeted this, and this is the only important thing. If you remember one thing from today's show, this is it, all right? The reckless speculation, lifestyle, motto, or credo is this. Don't be sorry it didn't happen. Be glad you thought of it. Okay, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah. Be glad you thought of it. You know, when I was on the beat, right, I was desperate to find out information that was going on that really had, that, that, was, that was active. So, like, I wasn't recklessly speculating. I was trying to find, find out, and, and I'm sure... Phil had the same experience on the Twins beat, who they were talking to, who might be coming, who might be going. Yeah, I was trying to find out which uh, dumpster bin pitcher the Twins were trying exactly. to sign in for agency. Yes. That was... Yeah, or, or slappy corner outfielder. Mm-hmm. Reckless speculation? No, it's not about that. It's about being a sports detective. And guess what? Detectives, their clearance rate, far from 100%. It's about coming up with what makes some sense. And going reckless speculation. So yesterday was great. I had no regrets. Good for Gino, but it was still fun. Would you have done a four-year, uh, six point whatever million dollars a year contract? Was he thirty-six? Yeah, I, I was willing to go. 36? I was willing to go three at the most. Um, yeah, four is four is pushing the term. Two or three. When, when the Talbot trade happened, I was like. Okay, this is kind of step one. J- Judd was well. What was the what was the money they took back from Ottawa? Uh, they, they got Gustafson for like eight hundred k. So they created cap. So space, they cleared so they, a bunch. Okay. They, they cleared yeah, about they clear- three million. Yeah, about three million. Because as soon as that went down, I was like, oh my god, this step is one. this might actually be a thing. They're yeah. they're kind of killing two birds one stone. They're getting a, a malcontent out, and they're clearing three million dollars for a massive Malkin signing here. But that's okay. yes, sir. Yeah, you know, you're not going to bat a thousand. Listen, some people to. thought people thought the Gobert speculation was we didn't. No, we didn't invent the Gobert speculation like we do with some things that come to fruition. Right. But but right. somebody did. Somebody floated it as a notion, and then okay, and now it becomes a report. And I mean, it's you can't. That's that's not going to happen. No, things happen in Minnesota sports all the time, starting with Jared Allen, Brett Favre, all the way through the last fifteen years. I mean, we were mocked when we first kicked around the idea of Mark Andre Fleury in January on Judd's hockey show. We were like, Mark Andre Fleury's not going to come here. They don't want him. He's going to be cooked. He's going to be washed. Well, it, remember it uh, 13 months ago, we got mocked for suggesting the Twins should and could trade Jose Barrios to. Whoa, what are you well, talking about? Me. What are you talking <laughs> But if you're mocking us, you don't understand the lifestyle. That's the problem. Is, yeah. Like, like it's, okay. it's a not club. A, it's, you know, it's for not young a people, man. Speculation. It's reckless speculation because it's not. It doesn't have to be like insider source. Like I was talking to Bill Guerin and he told me right that the whole lifestyle is you think of something that is at least plausible and you put the pieces together and if enough dots connect, guess what happens? It ends up on this show. And then you manifest it, and then it actually comes true. And then, because yeah. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's got ears on the ground. It was yeah. fun. I enjoyed the breakdown. I love so it. I'm, I got no regrets about Gino yeah. Malkin. 
No regrets. No regrets. No, now, now we get a bottom six forward probably in free agency, which just opened. So we'll we'll see what the Wild actually do. Oh. So we'll see what happens. So it starts there. at yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, you guys will be if we'll they be do something. Alert. You guys, will, you guys will recap it later for Judd's hockey show here. Yeah. We got to get to write that down predictions and an accountability session on Mackie and Judd. So stick with us. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues where we own our terrible predictions and keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. That's right. The only show in America that actually has the grapefruits to put statistics next to our predictions and takes here. Every single Wednesday, going back a number of years. We, I think we've been doing this for like six years now. We have statistics going back to 2018. On Write That Down, we have a Purple Daily version of it, too. So the franchise has expanded. Maybe Judd's Hockey Show has to have its own edition. Maybe mm. Flagrant Howls. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I sort of like it. Expanding could, the franchise. I could see that. Yeah. Well, we're so, always doing that. Yeah, that's right. Um, and in fact, we made an announcement this morning over on uh, Twitter that our friends Thor Nystrom and Jesse Pierce are joining Score North to launch a new Vikings podcast under the Purple Daily umbrella. And so we're going to launch the first episode of that in about three weeks in early August. Name sort of pending right now. But uh, we're, we're pumped to be expanding a little bit here for the first time in like, I don't know, two and a half or three years at Score North. So here's how Write That Down works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you want to participate, you can send us a message through the Score North app. We're going to get our guy Stuart in here to make his Write That Down debut. And uh, this accountability session, boys, is presented by our friends at Underdog Fantasy, the easiest way to get a sweat on games. And you can find out by just snooping around the Underdog Fantasy app, which is so easy, Judd can use it. Yeah. Gearing up for that football season. <laughs> and I have. And uh, I've already been on a bunch of email threads we, of trying to set draft dates for fantasy football and stuff, college buddies. But the best part about the season-long drafts for football, no waivers, trades, or lineup setting. No stressing over the week-to-week management or day-to-day management of your lineups. You draft a roster, and Underdog will take the highest-scoring players, and those are your starters. Uh, also, with the Pick'em games, you can pick over-unders and win up to 20 times your money in one night. Promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. It's the Open this mm. weekend. I got picks. I'm Dude. ready to go. Love me oh, some, love send me some, some uh, advice decks. I can do that for you. I helped Judd the other uh, the, the send me the some winners. US uh, pick Open. John Daly, yeah, Judd. Judd. Just pick, pick, pick John Daly. Daly was on there. Yeah, he's he's, he's in great Open. shape. Yeah, my sports son. He's helps down to me. three packs a day. You're just, yes. you're just mocking me. You're trying to take advantage of the old man. Declan actually helps me out. Yeah, I'm sure Declan will give you some great recommendations. Write this down. He actually, yeah, I think he put me on a winner or two the last time yeah. he did it. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, he's not trying. I suppose in write that down, he might try to sabotage Correct. you, but he's probably not going to try. Correct. Not Correct. sabotage yeah. you. All right, let's speaking of sabotage here, Judd. Uh, it's been kind of a rough season. Oh. Well, actually, it's been rough for you in Purple Daily. It's been yeah, okay it's for been, you in this one. Here. But you've had a pretty good week here. You you did say the Twins were going to win at least six of nine against the White Sox, nice. Orioles, and Rangers, and so that was wrong. Yeah, but I'm you not came happy. back. I'm not happy about that. They won what five? They went five and four. Yeah, and they should have won at least two from the Rangers. Okay, they won one of three. They should have won at least two. Maybe you should stick to hockey, stick to hockey. which 
If you do, wild? you might have more correct Shit predictions. Up. You said the Wild would trade another player on the NHL roster before the start of the season. You made that prediction, uh, I think, last week. And they turn around, they trade your guy Cam Talbot. And I believe this is a home run. It's just kind of first or second row. It's old, yeah. In the it's, flower pot. It's specific. Yep. You said this a while back. Marc-Andre Fleury will return to the Wild. Cam Talbot will not. And you nailed it. Very good, Jed. Took that trip around the bases there. Well, powders ordinarily get moved by good GMs. Powders. He's a powder. I don't want to be nimbling goaltender. Why am I not? <laughs> Shut up and play. <laughs> Jeez, I... I had nothing come wow. off the board. All right. Brother oh. Liam, representing the listeners here, said, The Wild Ooh. will not resign Mark Andre Fleury and will not make any transactions between last week and the start of the NHL draft. So just kind of. They signed Middleton. They re signed Fleury. Yeah, Brother Liam. Really good at actual what? hockey, but hockey predictions, he might, might want to take What was he thinking there. on that last part, Declan? Uh, will not make any transactions? I think he was parlaying it because I think it was. You know, so he was trying to say, yeah, they weren't going to, you know, re-sign Middleton or re-sign Flurry between the start of the draft. He didn't think that was going to happen by draft time, which was like 48 hours. So he basically made a prediction that was going to come off the board in 48 hours, but he still got burned. Mm. Brothers. So, um, yeah, he, I also made, I made a prediction. I made him take his, mm-hmm. take his volume down. I said he will make three incorrect wild predictions between last week and the end of the season. And so I'm, I'm already on the board with, one of them right there. Okay. Yeah. All right, Declan, you had a busy week here. Let's start with the bad. You said the Wild would trade at least one of these three defensemen within the last week. Dumba, Addison, or Kulikov. They did not. Kulikov. You said the Wild would trade at least one of their first three draft picks. I don't think I they did, surprised. right? They made, yeah. they they made all know. three of these picks. Yeah, yeah they made all three of them. I was shocked. It's got value, too. Mm-hmm. However, you did say that your guy, Martin Perez, would be named to the American League All-Star roster. Thank you. Thank you. He promptly gives up a six spot to the Twins. That's okay. And you said Cam Talbot will not be on the Wilds' opening night roster to start the 2022-23 season. Thought about a home run there, but it wasn't quite as bold as Judd predicting the fate of two goalies. So, I don't know. Judd, unless you... I'm going to say it's not a home run. Judd, if you want to fight this, we can take it to write that down court. Or Declan. Dex? Eh. I think yeah, because not gonna... it's not decisive, then it's not. Like, if we're, if we're arguing it right now, if like okay. we, we don't have a black and white, I'll, I'll just take the hit. I'll take the okay. hit. Okay. That's fine. I'm kidding. And with that, yeah. Declan holding steady with a 506 batting average, 11 home runs, both leading the league here. 361 for Judd and five home runs. I'm at 299 with seven home runs. Listeners at 279. With nine home runs all time, Judd leads with 230 hits and write that down. Listeners lead with 28 home runs and write that down. All right, let's get Stuart in here. He is our guest, listener, predictor. Stuart, what's going on, man? When did you first become sucked into Minnesota sports? Actually, fairly recently, back in 2017, um, was when my buddy... Uh, Eric Danielson, shout out to him. Haven't talked to him since college, but he kept poking me with a whole bunch of Vikings news throughout the season and preseason uh, when we were in band together. And that's when I was like, okay, maybe I should start paying attention to them. And of course, they went on their huge deep playoff run that ended in disappointment. But that's when I started paying attention. I was like, maybe I could start paying attention to these guys and see what they're doing. 
And now here you are making predictions about yeah. Minnesota sports teams. <laughs> You've come a, a long way, later, my man. <laughs> yep. Did you say band? Yeah, um, it was part of the non-audition band in college at Minnesota State University and Mankato. It was a great stress relief. It was also part of the athletic band. Got into a lot of sporting events for free. That was great. Yeah. What's, uh, what instrument did you play? Trumpet. Dude, my man. Yeah. I was a, a Louis Armstrong award winner in high school playing the trumpet. <laughs> Same. couple of cocky trumpet players right wow, here. Both one. Yeah, I got Louis Armstrong award in high school, too. Yeah. So they just like oh it's give, the, give this thing yeah, out. It's, it's for one. the top trumpet player for each, <laughs> Can I get one? Uh, each band. Yeah. Well, why don't you bring a trumpet to the table? Let's see what you got. I was a, I was a I trumpet. That's not how you hold a trumpet yeah, I, at I all the, whatsoever. I slush pump. <laughs> nope, don't do that, actually. Yeah. That's going to be a meme on the internet. <laughs> He's incredible. Judd, show us how show us how to play the trombone, Judd. Let's see what happens. All right. Now do the flute. Clarinet. No, that's that's a that's a clarinet. Yeah. God almighty. Harmonica? Stop. 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 I like the fact that Declan's melting down. that's the most fun part of this whole thing. Oh man. All right. Give me my Louis Armstrong Award, damn it. Let's uh We'll, we'll try and get Judd uh, some trumpet lessons here. Maybe Stuart can do it remotely, but let's get into the predictions here. We're going to go around the room three times. Stuart's going to lead us off over to Judd, Declan, and then back to me. So, Stuart, why don't you lead us off with your first prediction? Write this down. All right, so first prediction of the day, Kirill Kaprizov will be with the Wild on opening day. Okay, so he's not going to be – was there some report that he was in a different country now again yesterday? Or did I just get duped uh, by some fake news on there Twitter? There was some like weird – yeah, there was some weird report. I don't think it's true that he was – he's injured and he's rehabbing in Germany. I I, I don't think it's – He legit. was – he did have surgery. Oh, he did? Okay. Yes. Okay, so, so that, he's been in Dubai, true. Russia, Germany. Might not be able to get back to the United Where's States. Where's Waldo? Yeah, seriously. Where's Kirill? <laughs> It's just a cardboard cutout of Kirill. And just going around. Carmen San Diego might be a better reference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where in the world is Kirill? Write this down. Kaprizov. All right, Judd. All right, write this down. John Rahm. John oh, Rahm will win the mm. Open Championship at St. Andrews this weekend. Wow. All right. Yep, and that's a home run if you predict the specific winner of For sure. a tournament with 150 of the best players in the world. Yeah, Definitely. Man. All right, what's your what's your thought on John Rahm? How do you how do you like his game right now? Yeah. You know what? I, he hasn't been fantastic, but I like the fact that that he's lurking. Like I feel like going with the super hot hand is all, especially in a major aside from you a guy burned. like Tiger back in the day yeah. can be really dangerous. Yep. But Rahm's really good and he's not playing great right now, which I think could mean he gets hot. Little motivation, he's going to dial it in. All right. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm trying to put it together. Like I hate game to around go the green, with the you know? guy who just won because that's often just a, a lost cause. Yeah, yeah. I got What's the best part of his game? What do you like best about his game? You know what? I like his demeanor. I like his demeanor and how he navigates the course. I feel Judd's like doing got, pretty well yeah, with these questions. Actually, good. <laughs> I feel, I feel like he's got an even keel approach. And look. The Open, the Open Championship is great. First of all, it is great. I mean, it's the birthplace of golf as well. But the Open Championship is all about keeping calm in the eye of the storm. All right. Okay. At I, the, like at, I mean, you're pretty spot on with this yeah. golf analysis. It's a little bit generalized, but it's pretty good. Write this down. It's pretty good. All right, Dex. All right, I have a couple open predictions, too. I'll start with this one. Um, write this down. 
Tiger Woods makes the cut at the Open, and he won't have a single round over par. He will play even wow. golf. He will play par golf all four rounds or all rounds of the Open, and he will make the cut. So no, no so plus par or better. Yep. Wow. If that happens, he'll he'll be in contention. 100%. You're basically saying Tiger Woods is going to be in contention. He he has uh, not gone well. Things have not gone well since he's come back from injury. But I to kind of Judd's point here, I think now Tiger's lurking a little bit, and I think he is at least at the very least will start to play a little bit better. No rounds over par, and he'll make the cut at the Open. Write okay. it down. He's definitely limping. I don't know if he's lurking, but we'll find we'll find limping out. Limping with a lurk, you know, he lurking with a limp, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I've got I've got a feeling to what Dex is saying that this might be like his last like inspired sort of special tournament. Well, this is his favorite course right. in the world. He has said that's what I'm the saying. old course, and he's like, won it here twice. Like it feels like there's the potential at least for magic here. Wow! And if that ha- happens. Get the clean the Kleenex to Seattle, because oh Mackie my god, I'm going to be a we'll mess be a, if that happens. We'll be, dude. Uh, I was in the like, fetal position on the couch, going Toy, Toy Story three. I mean, when he won the Masters, write I was it down. You like writing things down? I was definitely crying. Uh, all right, well, I, I need you to tell me because again, it's hard to pinpoint the winner of the Open. I have three guys. I think one of these three is going to win it. Okay, I want this to be a home run, but okay. two of them are, are two of them are among the favorites: Rory McIlroy and Xander Shoffley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rory hasn't won a major in eight years, believe it or not. And then I'm putting Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood Tommy. on my Tommy list Fleetwood. here. I, know, he's kind of, I feel like he's kind of disappeared a little bit. But um, Rory McIlroy, Xander Shoffley, or Tommy Fleetwood, one of those three will win the Open. Write it down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Stuart, your second prediction. All right, so this prediction has a little bit of a history behind it. Uh, a year ago, back in May... When the Wild had, or not Wild, the Vikings had drafted Christian Derrissaw and Wyatt Davis, we were all really excited. The offensive line's going to get fixed. And then I think it was two days after that, I had this realization that the Vikings don't like using rookies. And I had a prediction that I wanted to get down, but I never did. And I'm kicking myself for it <laughs> that Christian Derrissaw and Wyatt Davis would not start week one. And if they even did start, would be on separate weeks which of course did come true. And I really wish I had got that down. So Mm. to kind of represent the changes made since then, write this down. At least three Vikings players will make their NFL debuts in week one. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're going to trust young players more basically. Yes. And when you say debuts, you don't mean necessarily starts just like he, he gets a snap in, right? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Which is, I mean, how many of those guys didn't even really see? Well, there were some special team snaps in there, but the, the third round was basically just a washout for the Vikings mm-hmm. last year, 2021. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Lewis Seen should get some playing time. Write it down. You like writing things like down. All right, Judd. Miguel Sano will hit no fewer than three home runs in his rehab stint with the St. Saint Paul Saints. And I he had, actually, a, he had a nice little double to the gap last did, night. He did, and it went the opposite way. And I saw Twitter mm-hmm. light up. If he can hit like this, watch out! He's coming yeah. back. It's all the twins, the twins reporters are all like, "Oh, he's gonna. When's he gonna? When's he gonna come back?" And Rocco, Rocco was the one pumping the brakes a little bit last night. I got a sneaky suspicion that there is no plan for him to come back from how the manager reacted to that question. Like, just, what do you mean? Like that they? Like, don't... I don't think they're going to have him back. I think they're going to try and trade him. 
Like it, the way that Rocco responded, first of all, he said, I don't want to know what his stats are. Don't tell me I haven't looked. But then he was just like, I mean, they, they were trying to get like some type of idea about the excitement and where he's at as far as, cause I mean, he, he went from what the, uh, what, what's it called? The Florida, uh, the Florida coast league. league or something. Yeah. 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 It's like to triple a. And I think there was an, you know, an assumption that, Oh, it might go quick now. And Rocco slow cooked that big time. I wonder if they're like, you know what? It's not worth it anymore. Well, is it a it coincidence that they kind of, they slow cooked his rehab a little bit and it's kind of coinciding with the lead up to the trade deadline. Right. And now don't you, just, you get like 20 or 30 days to stay 20, in the minor leagues, 20. So 20 he's, days. he probably has another two weeks left on that if they need it. So they, yep. they could keep him with the saints for like two more weeks and hope he crushes. And that would bring you right up to the trade deadline week. <laughs> so, and then maybe he comes up for I mean, just to show like, okay, he's back on the major league team and he, maybe he has a pinch hit home runners. So actually, you know what? Well, Declan, you go first. Yeah, I don't you're got it. Next. You're good. I don't, I don't have okay. one, but I will go next. Write it down. You like writing things down. Uh, another open prediction for me. Uh, Max Homa, who actually was paired with Tiger this week at the Open. Um, one of my, kind of become one of my more favorite golfers recently. Um, he's, been, he's been playing a lot better. Uh, so write this down. I want to quantify this. Max Homa will shoot a lower score at the Open than at least three of the favorites, which are Rory McIlroy, Xander Shifley, Scotty Scheffler. Okay. So he will have a better score than one of those, at least one of those three guys at the Open this week. Max Homa. He's been pretty good, man. He's 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 definitely emerged. Yeah. As one of the top like twenty or thirty players in the world this year, Max Homa. Yeah, he's been he's been awesome. Do you see his funny little tweet from like nine years ago that has now come to fruition when he was at I think UCLA as uh, when he was a college golfer. Um, but he like tweeted out like, "Hey Tiger, I just played played as you as you know Tiger Woods PGA Tour video game. You want to play with me this weekend?" And now he's playing with Tiger Woods at the Open. He's paired with them. So kind that's of a really cool, cool story. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Write this down. Okay, write this down. Um, Miguel Sano is going to hit a home run in his first start with the Twins. So not a pinch hit. Yeah, I, I don't want to limit myself to, well, crap. That's a good point. Because what if it's a pinch hit home run and then I don't get credit because he didn't start? You okay, screw it. He will, he will hit a home run in his first game back with the Twins. Okay. I was thinking, well, if he comes in and gets one pinch hit appearance, then I only get one crack at it. But if it's a home run, I don't want to lose out. So, right. I like it. All right, he's going to hit a home run in his first game back with the Twins. And then everyone's going to go into crazy. Oh, that's yeah, finally. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. He's figured out. <laughs> no. Write this down. All right, Stuart, your third and final prediction. So my final prediction is the Minnesota Vikings will not win the division, but their final game will be played after the Packers' final game. Ooh. Okay. I've, I've worded this very specifically. So yeah, I see that. Nice. So, okay, nice so work. Just to clarify here. That's great. Because wild card weekend, I think, spreads across three days now. So you're yep. giving yourself that leeway too, potentially, right? Yeah. Okay. I like so that. If, if both Packers and Vikings make the playoffs, but the Packers game is at three and the Vikings right. is at night, that counts. I love this loophole. This is great. It's very cool. And it gets this is how you play so, the game, man. This is how you play so the game. It. Very good, If Stuart. for some weird reason the Packers and Vikings don't make the playoffs, but, like, the Packers have a noon game and the Vikings have a 3 o'clock game, it's a weird loophole. I thought about I this like for this. a while. No, this is great. We love yeah. loopholes. We love people that put thought into loopholes. It's like I'll you're a lawyer. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I mean, this has that thought. I lo- yeah, this is fantastic. It is. Well, Stuart, since you've got this life-changing platform here right now on Mackie and Judd with the entire world watching, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this peak moment? Yeah, so I've already mentioned him, uh, but Eric Danielson for getting me to pay attention to Minnesota Vikings in 2017. Uh, Michael Thursby and the Maverick Machine Athletic Band for getting me to fall in love with hockey. I'm originally from Iowa, so didn't really grow up with hockey a whole lot, but Saw a lot of the Mavericks play in college and fell in love with the sport. My father-in-law for being one of the few people I can chat about Minnesota sports with. And my wife, lastly, for letting me enjoy the sports and for allowing me to get fan apparel for our dogs and our kid. <laughs> love it, man. Oh, the dog. You're all in, man. F- five years the ago, you're kind of like, oh, check out sport. Minnesota sports. Yeah. Five years later, your dog's wearing a Viking sweater and you're making predictions on a podcast. Brett Favre jersey. <laughs> dog's got a Brett Favre four on. Well, Stuart, thanks for coming on. Thank you for your service as well. And we'll definitely get you on again sometime. All right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate all right. There he is. Guest listener, predictor. Nice work. Stuart. Great, Great stuff, man. Wow. Great uh, before we make our final trip around the room here, mm-hmm. it is it is cabin and lake season. And All the right. last thing you want is a bunch of grime and disgustingness around to buzz kill the day. Oh, God, it's, there's nothing worse. You're, you're sitting on the dock, right? You, maybe you're enjoying a summer of Surly or enjoying your okay, nice beverage. Otis Redding. Okay, okay Otis and you're, Redding. you're sitting by the dock by the bay, and you know, you're just watching, watching the tide roll away, right? And the, and the worst thing the is... Dock you, on you, the bay, right? Dock on the bay. I screwed it up. Yeah, you're, I didn't get it right. But I'll tell you what, no, it gets it right is Aquaside. Aquaside will remove that nasty uh, lake weed and algae from the bottom of that lake. They got Aquaside pellets, which is a safe product, uh, registered with the EPA and the DNR. They're located, Aquaside is, in White Bear Lake here in the Twin Cities. But you can get their Aquaside pellets at Aquaside.com to learn more. Uh, it's a do-it-yourself product. They walk you through how to use it. Even if you have a pond or maybe you, maybe you have a pond on your property, too, that can help remove the, the lake weed. And my friend X-Twins News shouted, out, shouted us out the other day saying that he has an Aquaside pond at his house. So uh, check them out, Aquaside.com, to learn more. Boom. All right, boys, let's make our final trip around the room here. Judd, your third and final prediction. All right, my third and final prediction is for the All-Star Game and the Twins representatives in said game at Dodger Stadium. Okay. Luis Arise will get at least one hit in the All-Star Game, and Byron Buxton will either homer Mm. or strike out or both. So just in case he gets two at bats, I don't think he he will. I think he'll get one. Yeah. But so Arise will get at least one hit. I think that's pretty good. Like I think that the odds of that are actually uh, good. But with Buxton, I'm going all or nothing. He either homers or strikes out. Okay. Love it. All right, write this, write down. this down. I was going to make a Cam Talbot. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, God dang it. Uh, oh, you came so close. It's been a long so time close. since I've done that. Like you've had these all written down. You had mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. D'Lo, we got to the Memphis game. I'm sorry. Game six. And we're, we're going to have to bench you. I'm just really excited. And I'm now just... we're going to, and now Chris Finch's like, hey, buddy, come here. You write this I've down. Got, I've got deep cut open championship takes here. And I just like, I can't. Uh... All right. Sorry. Declan, we'll your final prediction. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> An AEW, a wrestling prediction here for me to wrap up. Um, Sasha Banks will sign with AEW at some point in 2022. It, it, this whole thing has become bizarro. They're like removed her from the website. She is still under contract with WWE, but clearly she's being phased out somehow. Um, she'll sign with AEW. Just, just she deserves it. I know she kind of can be. Some people think she's a pain in the butt to work with behind the scenes, and that might be true. But so are a lot of really good wrestlers from back in the day. But Sasha Banks should go to AEW and flourish, so write it down. Sasha Banks, the boss, will sign with AEW at some point in 2022. Sounds like she wants to be an actress. So, I don't know, maybe, yeah, she, maybe she just decides to pursue that. 
wouldn't be surprised no. either. All right. Write this down. Write this down. I was going to make a, a vindictive Cam Talbot prediction saying that he's going to give up like a bunch of goals in whatever, like his third game or something. But I'm going to do this because the Open Championship is this weekend. I want to give you a deep cut here. Ryan Fox, just a, yep. a guy on the European tour, 35-year-old from New Zealand. Ryan Fox will finish top 10 at the Open. That's my prediction. So he's uh, that's just a, he's just a random European golfer who's been playing fairly well. But I just want to throw I want to throw a rant. I want to put a pelt on the wall here and say that I think Ryan Fox is going to contend, hmm. and Ryan Fox will finish top ten at the Open. Okay, good. So a, a definite, if that's right, home run prediction. Uh, yeah, I mean, because he's a complete. Are you nobody? Right? He's a plus. He's fifty-five to one to win the whole thing. So I don't know. Are you, you want me to golf? say top five? On fan, I'm looking at FanDuel. Okay, the top five would be. He's for fifty-five sure. to one to win the whole thing. So, for instance, uh, top like five Rory is like run. twelve to one or something. Okay, yeah. yes. Okay. All right, top five. Ryan Fox will finish top five at the Open. All right. That, I, I want this to be a home run prediction. Okay. So. Thanks for helping me massage this. Write this down. And there we go. If you get that right, that's pretty good. Just want some golf street cred, so we can launch a golf podcast, which Royce would probably love if we did that on Score North. And we can get Judd in to be the expert on John Rahm. Just John Rahm. Yep. Just John Rahm. <laughs> or John, John Rahm correspondent. correspondent. <laughs> Judd's all again. All right. Over on Purple Daily today, we're going to make predictions. And uh, we also just saw an amazing quarterback list come out that is worth discussing, too. It's what what are people saying about the Vikings, but really what people aren't saying about the Vikings for this one. So you want to check out Purple Daily. If you missed the Kevin O'Connell interview from a couple days ago, too, uh, it's it's our most listened to Purple Daily episode of the summer so far, and we thank him for coming on for 20 minutes. But that's a wrap on Mackie and Judd. Write that down. We'll see you guys tomorrow for Reckless Speculation Thursday. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division-favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.